disclaimer. This episode does include gruesome details about true events. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Crime Vine Podcast. I'm your host, Felicity Brooke, and if you are new here, basically, this is a true crime podcast. I like to stick with cases that aren't as widely known across the globe. I feel like every case is just as important as the next, and not all victims get the chance to have their voices be heard and to find justice. So it is up to us, the public, and us content creators to help them have a platform and to give them a voice and help them get answers and justice and their family to finally find some closure. Now, today's case is... I'm just going to talk about it a little bit before we get in. Today's case, honestly, it makes me so mad just with this, the, the injustice of this case drives me through a wall. You can clearly tell that this was not an accident as they're trying to say this. There's so many more questions than there are answers and uh, it frustrates me, you guys. It really does. So I'm going to please ask you guys. I'm literally, count me as begging on my knees for it. I'm going to ask you guys to please share this podcast everywhere. Literally just share it. Just continue clicking the share button, share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Because you know, Kendrick's family has been fighting for seven years to find justice for their son. Seven years. Can you imagine trying to fight for seven years and being shot down over and over and over again? They are frustrated. They are tired, but they will not stop until they get justice. And it is up to us, you guys. We have the voices. We have the power of social media to get Kendrick's voice heard, to get his family some justice and some closure. Share this absolutely everywhere so that way the the law is forced to take a look at this because every time that they take a look at it or every time they're kind of forced to look at it, they shot it down and dismiss it every single time. You guys, let's make it so they can't shoot it down and dismiss it. Let's make it so it's constantly coming back and they can't ignore the fact that they closed this case and ruled it as an accident. Let's make it to the point they are just annoyed with the amount we are speaking about it it is up to us for Kendrick's family to find justice you guys and I believe we can do it but we just have to remain persistent I will fight with his family until I can't fight anymore for him I mean honestly that's just that I've been following this case for years probably about three years now so I haven't been following it from the beginning but three years is long enough for me to finally say something and I wish I would have said something sooner I wish I would have made an episode sooner um, so that's why I'm doing it now before we get into this episode I also do want to ask you guys to please take a moment to rate and review this podcast you're really not only are you helping me out but you're helping provide a platform for these victims I'm also on TikTok at Felicity Brooke M I'm not sure if TikTok's getting shut down in the United States or not um I thought it was supposed to be shut down the other day and it hasn't. So if TikTok randomly disappears, then you follow me on Instagram or this podcast and stay updated with me, you guys, because I don't want to lose contact with any one of you. So my Instagram's at the Crime Vine Podcast. My personal Instagram's at Felicity Brooke M as well. And uh, that's all I have to say for right now. So go ahead, grab yourselves a drink because this vine will rope you in.
Kendrick Johnson was born on October 10, 1995, to his parents Kenneth and Jackie Johnson. They described Kendrick as a joker and the life of the Johnson household. They also said that he was pretty quiet outside and that he basically was the perfect son and that anybody, any parent would be lucky to have them, him as their son. He was 17 years old from Valdosta, Georgia. He attended Lowndes High School and this high school had two gyms. They had the old gym and the new gym. Now there were several large wrestling mats which were in permanent storage in a corner of the old gym and a few of the mats were stored standing upright and these mats were about six feet tall and about three feet wide. Many students stored their belongings in some of the mats so they didn't have to pay any locker fees. They found footage of him walking into the gym. No one followed him and no one else walks into the gym for another three minutes after he entered. On that particular Thursday that Kendrick was in the gym, Kendrick's previously accessible mat was now behind several new mats recently moved into the gym. The cameras which faced the mats were unfocused and skipped around. All that could be seen from the cameras was Kendrick walking towards the gym and then several seconds of footage of him jogging within the gym. He was never shown leaving the gym. An entire hour of footage from the gym was missing, right at the time which would have shed light on what happened that day. Kendrick was marked absent to his next class, which was a weightlifting class. After he didn't come home after a basketball game that afternoon, around midnight, Kendrick's mother reported him missing after searching for him all night. On Friday, January 11th, Jackie went to Lowndes High School to inform them that Kendrick was missing. At around 10.30 that morning, a few female students were sitting on a few sided mats filling out a survey. They noticed, stock, they noticed socks sticking out of one of the upright mats. Thinking that this was a joke, one of the students climbed the bleachers to look inside the mat and what they found was truly horrifying. They found Kendrick's body. They tried to pull him out, but they were unable to and a student called 911 using a cell phone. With the help of a teacher, the students knocked over the mat and partially pulled Kendrick out head first. This is then when they were met with the smell of decomposition and blood and vomit. To them, that told them that Kendrick was dead. The teacher told all students to go to the new gym. The school went into lockdown and Jackie Johnson was informed that a body had been found. Kendrick had been dead in an inverted position for 21 hours when they found him. He was found upside down in an inverted position as if he crawled inside the mat. His hands were facing up behind him. Feet were towards the top of the mat. Kendrick's face was incredibly swollen. The pictures are truly horrifying. It doesn't even, his face doesn't even look like him. Like, it looks completely different. There are two different pictures that were circulating the internet at that time. The two did get confused with each other. One picture was worse than the other, one was how he was found, and the other was after the autopsy. So just remember that. Lowndes County began an immediate investigation. Two pairs of shoes were found, the ones he was wearing and the ones he was going to get. The ones he was wearing were found on top of his body near his feet and legs. The ones he was retrieving were found underneath his body near his head. They also found a hoodie nearby. 
they didn't take the hoodie or shoes into evidence. The only blood found at the scene was inside the mat. This is where things get a little interesting. There was no blood found on the outside of the mat. No blood was found on the school book or the yellow folder Kendrick was carrying. No blood was found on his lower extremities or on the shoes he was wearing. Some old blood was found on a wall near the mats, but then it was determined not to be Kendrick's. And they tried brushing this off, saying that this was old blood that just never got cleaned off the wall. No blood was found in or on the second pair of shoes as well. Within 24 hours of finding his body, they ruled it as an accident. The Johnsons were also sure that their son's body had been moved, which was corroborated by Lowndes County Coroner Bill Watson. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation did an autopsy and they concluded Kendrick died of suffocation. The sheriff claimed that Kendrick's death was nothing more than a tragic accident. Georgia state law dictates that the coroner be contacted immediately on the discovery of a body. However, Bill Watson claimed that he was not notified until six hours later. Kendrick's parents argued the accident ruling because they believe the sheriff's department ruled it as an accident way too soon and didn't do a proper investigation. If his parents believed if this was actually an accident, how could no one have heard Kendrick call for help in a high school of over 3,000 students? The Johnsons came to the conclusion that their son's death wasn't being taken seriously because of his race. Kendrick Johnson was a black male and the Lowndes County Sheriff Chris Prines and his investigators were all white, so they believed that this was a race issue. In 2013, racism in Valdosta, Georgia was still very much alive. The family's attorney expressed that if Kendrick had been white, the case would have been handled differently. The family then releases a photo to the public of Kendrick in the funeral home. This absolutely horrified the public and the public became extremely involved in finding answers. On May 8, 2013, a judge granted Kendrick's body to be exhumed. A private pathologist was hired to carry out a second autopsy. This time, the autopsy revealed that Kendrick Johnson had suffered hemorrhaging on the right side of his neck, which meant that he likely died from blunt force trauma. The pathologist concluded his death was not an accident. On top of this, the second autopsy revealed that some of Kendrick's organs were missing and in their place, his body had been stuffed with newspaper. Again, this is going to take another weird turn. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation claimed that when the body was sent to the funeral home after the first autopsy, Kendrick's organs had been put back inside the body. However, the coroner said these organs were not sent to the funeral home because they were too decomposed and were instead disposed of beforehand. So now it's turning into a game of he said, she said. The funeral home said when they received his body there that there were no organs so they just stuffed him with newspaper and planned to just not speak of it and go at about their normal process the johnsons did try to sue the funeral home for mishandling kendrick's body and possibly trying to cover up the true cause of death and the the suit was dropped the organs were lost and could not be tested during the second autopsy. 
The Johnsons hoped for a coroner's inquest, which would begin the process of reclassifying the cause of Kendrick's death as non-accidental and reopening the investigation. The request, however, was denied, even though the coroner, Bill Watson, had originally expressed a lack of confidence in the sheriff's department handling of this case. In 2014, his parents filed a wrongful death suit against the school's officials, alleging that Kendrick had been harassed by a white student, which went neglected by the school. Ebony.com described this crime being done by two brothers, Brian Bell and Brandon Bell. The magazine claimed that these two brothers had killed Kendrick over a fight that they had over a year earlier about over a girl, which had obviously escalated. The magazine did not include the names of the two people that they believe killed Kendrick. However, it does match up with those two individuals. The Johnsons also accused the two brothers that I just named their father, who is an FBI agent at the time of covering up the murder by manipulating the school and authorities involved in investigating Kendrick's death. The Johnsons then filed a $100 million civil lawsuit against 38 people, including three of their son's classmates, the school, the local crime lab, state and federal officials, five agents of the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, an FBI agent, and more. The parents asserted that the sons of the FBI agent killed Johnson and used their connection to cover up the investigation. However, Kenneth Johnson admitted that he had no hard evidence to back up any of these claims, and the Johnsons had to drop the suit. They were then sued for more than $850,000 in attorney fees and more than $1 million in defamation charges. They were ultimately ordered by a judge to pay close to $300,000 worth of lawyer fees to those they had accused with no evidence. In June 2016, the Department of Justice said no charges will be filed against anyone in relation to this crime. They believe there was insufficient evidence to support federal criminal charges. The case was officially closed, but the fight isn't over yet. In June 2018, his body was exhumed again for a third autopsy. They found findings from the second autopsy were confirmed in this autopsy. Kendrick, Kendrick's parents hoped that with the results of this third autopsy, the surveillance footage which they were convinced had been tampered with and the mishandling of evidence on the scene should be enough to reopen their son's case. May 2019, the Johnsons filed another suit against the funeral home. On July 1, 2020, the United States Court for the Middle District of Georgia's Valdosta Division dismissed the case against all of the defendants in the Kendrick Johnson case, according to court documents. In the documents, it states that the plaintiffs Kenneth and Jacqueline Johnson, Kendrick's parents along with their attorney, failed to serve the defendants Brian Bell, Brandon Bell, Richard Bell, Lowndes County School District, Chris Pine, Wesley Taylor, Stride Jones, Stephen Wesley Owens, Lowndes County Dr. Mary Ann Gaffney Craft, and Rodney Bryan with a summons and complaint within 90 days after the complaint was filed. 
The action was requested on January 9th, but the court states that the plaintiffs waited 54 days to request that summons issue for Brian Richard and Brandon Bell. The court says the plaintiffs also waited 81 days to request that summons issue for the remaining defendants. However, the court determined the plaintiffs had not demonstrated good cause for the failure to perfect service of process and that no other circumstances warranted the extension of time for service. The court then dismissed the plaintiff's complaint without prejudice and denied as moot the defendant's motion to dismiss. Because the case was dismissed, the judgment handed down by the court states that the plaintiffs will not recover anything from the defendants in this case. All right, you guys, like I said, I'm sure this case frustrates you guys just as much as it frustrates me. Literally, the Johnsons have done so much, everything that I'm sure that they could probably think of to try and find justice for their son, and it just gets shot down every single time. And it's honestly so frustrating for me. I cannot imagine what they are going through, what his family is going through. And that was as late as July 1st of this year, 2020. So I'm not sure what's in the cards next for um, the Johnsons. I'm not sure what they're going to pursue next. Um, Obviously, I'm sure they're not done fighting. I am sure, you know, they've been fighting for seven years, seven years, and they've been shot down time and time and time again for seven years. I don't think they're done fighting and I don't think that they're going to be done fighting anytime soon. There's so many things about this case that doesn't make sense, that just doesn't add up. The fact that his organs were missing, literally missing from his body. The coroner did not include that in his autopsy and just stuffed him with newspaper and called it a day and was like, yep, I mean, this is a little unusual, but we're just going to cover this up for what? Why? Who are we trying to cover up for? Who are they trying to protect? Honestly, I'm a firm believer that if you commit a crime, you go to, you do the time. I mean, don't want to do the time, don't commit the crime. It's just, it's, it's as simple as that. And the justice system was in place, is in place. The legal system is in place for every single American to abide by the law. And I don't think that there should be any exceptions in our law. I don't think our law should only apply to certain individuals. I don't think, you know, people can pick and choose which laws apply to them. And I think that these people involved need to be held accountable. I guess it pays to have people in high places, right? Um, I think it's so sketchy and so wrong and unethical. I mean, we are messing with someone's child here. They are literally taking away someone's right to have justice and to have answers and to have the truth of what happened to their child. They are taking away the Johnson's right to have closure and to mourn their son's death. Honestly, they're going to be digging themselves a grave the way I look at it. I don't think the Johnsons are going to be, you know, they're not going to be done fighting anytime soon. I know I'm not going to be done fighting. I'm going to continue to speak about this case. I'm going to make it to the point it's annoying. I, with every breath I take, I will fight with them because this is not fair. This is not right. Kendrick deserves justice. I mean, you can't sit there and tell me, okay, you guys, if you saw these pictures, I'm sure many of you guys have, um, I won't be posting the pictures anywhere, so it is up to you to Google them. Um, If you search up Kendrick Johnson's name, 
the pictures literally come up as one of the first pictures. But if you saw the pictures of his face, you cannot sit there and tell me that that was due to suffocation. You can't sit there and tell me that, you know, that's just the blood rushing to his face and coming out of his like eyes and nose. Like, no, it literally looks like his face was beaten in. His face literally did not even look like him anymore. You can't tell me that that is just because of the blood rush to his face. You can't tell me that that was an accident. And that was just because of suffocation. There is no way that that was an accident. There is no way that nobody harmed Kendrick Johnson. And you can't sit there and there is not one person that can try to convince me otherwise. This was definitely a cover-up. I mean, the organs for crying out loud speaks volumes right there. The organs, the fact that his organs weren't even in his body when they went, he went to go get the autopsy done. What? Were his organs sold on the black market? Why would you take somebody's organs out? Why? There is no way for human organs to just dissolve and disappear like that if they weren't physically taken out by somebody. There is no way that he died of suffocation and his organs just disappeared. I'm sorry, that doesn't happen. That is so medically inaccurate. And honestly, all of these people that covered this up should really, oh, they they have it coming for them. Let's, let's just say that they, they, I don't think it's right for them to get away with this. And I don't think they should get away with this. And this is why I'm like encouraging all of you guys to speak out on this case, to share it, to share that TikTok that I posted, to share this podcast episode get Kendrick's voice heard. Get his case out there. Let, like I said earlier, let's make it to the point that this case just doesn't go away, that they can't sweep this case under the rug and be like, and dust their hands off with it. They can't wash their hands of this case. This case needs to keep coming up. It needs to keep annoying them. It needs to nag at these people for them to do something. We need to get this case in the right hands. And I don't know who would be the person to finally you know like do something about this I don't know because obviously like there's so many lawyers involved there's so many like different lawsuits involved there's so many just suits and like so many court proceedings on this case I honestly don't even know where the Johnsons would take this case next so all I guess we can do right now is just share it share it share it because I feel like that's all we can do at this point and get it known, get the media talking about it. Like it is, I think it, it's time for Kendrick and his family to get justice. And it's, it's up to us, you guys. We have the power of social media. And I'm going to keep saying that and I'm going to keep like bugging it in your guys's ear. But like we really do have an incredible tool here and that's social media. Like back then they didn't have this people, normal people like you and I didn't have this voice of social media. We didn't have these platforms to speak on, like just a normal everyday person. There's only celebrities and stuff like that that has certain platforms like to speak on. We have something that we can keep sharing it. Just your average everyday Joe, just share it, share it, share it, share it. If you even share it once, that's enough because that's getting his voice heard. Share this podcast, share that TikTok. His mom even has a TikTok and it's called Jackie.Johnson20 or 47, I believe. Yeah, Jackie.Johnson47. Let me find it. Um, somebody 
tagged her in my TikTok. It's at Jackie.Johnson47. That's his mother's TikTok. Go follow her. Help her get answers. Help her find justice for her son, you guys. It is up to us. Share every single creator's episode if it's a podcast or if it's a YouTube video share it if it's on this case share it I mean you should be sharing it on any case regardless to help find answers if there's no answers but I'm really like have you guys have I motivated you guys enough to share this like just please share it I'm probably rambling at this point just like share it share it share it share it that's basically what I'm saying here so um I can't stress it enough share it. Um, but anyway, you guys, that is all I have for today. I want to ask you again to please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. My TikTok is at Felicity Brooke M. My personal Instagram is also the same username. And also I'm at the Crime Vine Podcast on Instagram. And then my Twitter is the Crime Vine PO1. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And I will talk to you guys in my next podcast episode.